Brothers. One podcast. It's Smackmouth Fantasy Football. Draft League. We are here to do a redraft, a redraft draft recap. I oh. am your host, your commissioner, the best looking one, and your reigning champion, Sean Middle. I am joined by your reigning runner-up, your co-host, and my younger brother, Connor. How are you tonight or this morning? Yeah. I'm doing good. True. Whenever y'all are listening. Uh, I'm, I'm most likely doing great. So, this no complaints. is only our second redraft podcast. The first one was a little bit short, where we were going over how the draft was going to be decided. The draft was decided. David got to choose his draft spot first, thanks to the our friendly neighbors up north. A and and we had our draft, and we're here to recap that draft. And this is how we're going to do it. Uh, we have segments of the draft picked out. Connor and I will each have a pick for the best pick in that segment, the worst pick in that segment, and then a pick with sneaky value. And we're going to try and keep this around 30 minutes. So we will see how that goes. Let's get right into it with rounds one through three. Connor, who was your... One thing I, I will want to just... just uh extenuate and point out and make sure everyone knows this is best value. It's not the best player that was selected in the the first three rounds or fourth or seventh round. It's the best value at where you got them. Yeah, it's however you just however you define the best pick within that range. Yep. So but generally you're correct. It's not going to be the best player, but it could be. Right. It could be, but like with it being a super flex, Patrick Mahomes is obviously the best pick in the first round. Neither of us picked him. Um, for the best pick, I chose uh, Travis Kelsey due to that tight end premium that this league has. And Travis Kelsey, I think it's pretty fair to say that he's the best to ever do it on a as a tight end, especially for fantasy. And and Dylan got him at the 108. Never never even thought that he would make it that far. Yeah, he he was falling. He made it. He made it to my draft spot many times in the mock drafts, but I did not anticipate him. Goodness, it's early and I'm already messing him up. (laughs) Anticipate him uh, falling to my spot. Um, And again, we're looking at rounds one through three to start with. My best pick out of the first three rounds came at the 105 to Cody. Uh, His team name is, is he the one that stole the team name? We'll get to that in a minute. But he picked C- he picked CMC at the 105. Just great value there. For sure. I mean, I I don't think I ever did a mock draft or ever thought of CMC falling past like 103. Yeah. It's probably the, the furthest thought I would get him or that I thought I would go. So 105 no diggity, and then no diggity, no doubt. 
Cody's name. He had, he had no doubt that he's going to pick McCaffrey whenever he fell all the way down there. So yeah, that um, hopefully was an easy pick for him to make at one Oh five. For sure. Um, you, you can hit up your, your worst. First. My worst pick came to our dearly beloved cousin at the one Oh two Hunter picked. I can't explain it. Russell Wilson has the second QB off the board ahead of names like Kyler Murray and Josh Allen. Um, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I can't defend that at all. Um, if he plays like the first half of the year last year, Russell Wilson, he could for the whole year, he could at least make a case for it. But um, I mean, he could have yeah. let it auto pick CMC and nobody would have said anything about it. Very true. Very true. Um, for my, I don't really have a worst. It's hard to find, I mean, other than uh, a Russell Wilson at the 102. And again, this is value based. So I'm not, I'm never going to fault a guy for going to get his man. So, Hunter, if Russell's your guy, then all respect. But with Russell typically being like, what would you say? Probably QB9. QB QB nine to eleven coming off the board generally, um, and to him for him to go past who some people have Kyler Murray in the QB one going in front of him. So I'll kind of piggyback on that one. But other than that, I mean, I, I thought about saying Kyle Pitts at the three hundred seven, but with it being tied in premium premium and him potentially having over hundred targets, it's hard to say that. So fantasy pros has. Uh, Russell Wilson ranked as the sixth best quarterback. Okay. So not as far off as I thought, but um, not good. <laughs> uh, let's look at the, the most, the pick with the sneaky value in the first three rounds. And I just dogged on Hunter for his terrible pick in the first round, but his third round pick of uh, Calvin Ridley as wide receiver number eight at the three eleven, that's that looks pretty good to me. Yeah, I mean he has. There's a very good case that he could be the wide receiver one this year. Um, and, and you got that got as the eighth wide receiver off the board at the end of the third round. Yeah, fantasy pros uh, ranked him as the fifth best wide receiver. Yeah, and then on, I went with a receiver as well with Stefan Diggs at the 308 with, again, Cody. So, um, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about this at the end of the end of the podcast, but Cody had a great draft, especially compared or through the eyes of, of fantasy pros and all their expert consensus rankings. So, um, yeah, Stefan Diggs again has has there's about four or five people that I would say have a case for a legit wide receiver the wide receiver one and I think he falls in that category and to get him in the end of the third round as your wide receiver one is solid let's move on to rounds four through seven Connor who is your best pick again we're going best value I know this is going to, this might jump out at some people, but I said Kenny Galladay for, I mean, people are going to start saying I have a crush on Cody, but I don't. I never met the guy. But Kenny Galladay for Cody. 
Um, it's not necessarily that he got Kenny Galladay there because that's probably about where he should go with all the question marks. It's more of the case of if Kenny Galladay hits and if he gets the targets that people think he's going to get because he got him as, as his wide receiver four, wide receiver 29th off the board, and just the, the fact that it's his fourth wide receiver and that he, Kenny Galladay has already proven that he's, he can be a wide receiver one. Um, on top of being getting paid big money to the Giants and should be the number one target. So uh, that's definitely my best value. It's really, really good value there at, at uh, in the seventh round to get a guy that could be a – I mean, you would think he's going to be a top 24 receiver and has the ability to push, push that top 12. Mm-hmm. My best pick of the fourth through seventh round goes to Baxter at the 409. Picked up his wide receiver two, was the wide receiver nine off the board. It was Justin Jefferson, the guy that lit the league on fire last year. Just, I mean, I I keep going back to Fantasy Pros. Fantasy Pros has Justin Jefferson as the sixth best receiver off the board. Um, So not too much. He didn't slide too far in terms of wide receiver nine. Um. But where he got him on the draft board, when you're talking about getting him in the fourth round, now that that's sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. A lot of drafts yeah. he's going in the second round. Yeah, there, he is a, it's a very good case that he could be the wide receiver one, and this is the year that he kind of overtakes Thielen, kind of like Ridley kind of did with um, Joan Julio last year, and Godwin did the year before with Evans. So. Definitely a, a big case for Jefferson. Who's your worst um, pick? My worst pick is is uh, T. Craig Tanner. Tanner. Kareem Hunt. First off, I, I love the player. I just don't know if I'd want him as my RB1. I, I would not want a backup running back that typically gets most of his points in the second half because I had him on my team last year. It was very stressful if you watch the first half of any of the games. Second half, it was fun. But mainly, my main point is that he picked him ahead of some some running backs that are definitely the first string on their team and could definitely or will definitely get more touches than Cream Hunt. And that's uh, David Montgomery. I did – before I did this, it was Daryl Henderson before Sony Michelle went there, so not sure how that's going to happen. But also um, Chris Carson, J.K. Dobbins, um, just some people that went a whole round after him. Uh, Chris Carson, J.K. Dobbins, he could have gotten them in the fifth round, and he got a backup running back in the fourth round, so that's my worst. Definitely a reach. Uh ranked as the wide receiver 24 and got him at – or sorry, ranked as the RB 24, got him at the RB 16 on our board. Definitely reach. Um, my again, worst – Again, before you go on, I, I can't – after my experience in our dynasty draft of you taking A.J. Brown just to spite me, and I think it was just for content on the podcast, haven't confirmed that yet. Um, Nor but will I, you I'm, I'm never going to – really dog someone if that's just if that's their guy if they love watching the the browns and they love cream hunt i can't blame blame you but he could have gotten them around it too later <laughs> very very true 
Um, my worst pick came in at the 710. Wide receiver 30 picked before Cortland Sutton, Juju Smith Schuster, Jerry Judy, Brandon Cooks. Eamon picked up DJ Chark. This would have been Eamon's. Uh, where's he at? This is Eamon's wide receiver two in the seventh round. So he did push down wide receivers, picked a tight end early in the third um, in Mark Andrews. But when you could have gotten him, you could have chosen other players, I feel like might give you better upside, better floor than DJ Chark. The, the, the chatter out of camp isn't great for our boy DJ. Yeah, I mean, you got a rookie quarterback, first of all. They can only produce so much just due to the change of the speed of the game. Um, and then, I mean, not to mention, you got Marvin Jones has good buzz coming out. You got Chenault, good buzz. Rip, you did have ETN getting some good good buzz as well. And it's just a busy, busy uh, wide receiving core with not a very good offense. So I will sus. say this was at least very on brand for our guy, Eamon, who – does have um, little baby shark in the dynasty league. Let's move on to sneaky value picks of rounds four through seven. My sneaky value or best sneaky value went to Will at the 701, picking up the QB 18 off the board, Justin Fields. Um, his hype train is going cray cray um, after the last few preseason games he is going to start preseason game number three um they continue to pound the table and say andy dalton the red water pistol is going to start in week one but i would imagine justin fields is starting soon after week one and getting him at qb 18 with the running ability that he has top 12 upside uh good value at seven in the seventh round yeah, and I'm also going with the quarterback, but an earlier round quarterback, and it's Jalen Hurts. Um, I feel like people are either all in or all out on him. I, I truly believe that Antonio um, just wanted to get Hurts in a league where he can actually play him. Um, so this in the redraft league, he's definitely going to play uh, Jalen Hurts and coming off the board at QB 13 or 14 um, it is, is insane value if he does – if he does continue to run like he did uh, in those four starts last year, and then if Rager and Devontae Smith and both of his tight ends can just be solid outlets for him and get him some easy, easy, uh, easy yards, that's a great pickup as your as Antonio's QB too. Yeah, and with the scoring we have in the league, um, Best case scenario for Antonio is Jalen Hurts throws the ball about 12 times a game because if his mm -hmm. accuracy, get, accuracy gets out of control, those points are going to be getting docked quickly. Mm -hmm. So you need him to throw the ball very little, um, be halfway decent in terms of accuracy, and then just continue to run the ball, and he's looking at a, a QB1. Yeah, the only good thing with that, what, it's it's minus 0.1 for an incompletion? Or minus it's one. minus one for an incompletion and then plus half a point for a completion. So gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, sure. I was going to make some case where his legs can make up for it, which they will, but I mean, you, 
if you if you get 50 yards rushing a game, that makes up make up for five of his incompletions, kind of make it yeah um, pretty pretty fair. So I mean, it basically right. equates to you want your quarterback to throw for an accuracy accuracy of like 66 percent in order not to lose points each week mm-hmm. due to just incompletions. All right, rounds eight through eleven. Who is your uh, best pick? My best pick again goes to my best friend at the 901, Will, as the wide receiver 35, picked up Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, little background stats on our guy Juju in PPR scoring from 2017 to 2020. He finished as the wide receiver 20, the wide receiver eight, the wide receiver 65, dealt with some injuries in 2019. And then in 2020, even with the competition of Deontay and Chase Claypool, finished as wide receiver 17. So just based on his history, picking him up, picking him up at wide receiver 35 tastes pretty sweet. Yeah, and I, I mean, he's just a, a – it's not a sexy pick by no. any means. Um, it's not exciting to get Juju with all the um, – with him being signed for – with a pretty small con- – re-signed with a pretty small contract and those other uh, other talent there, but – I mean, as Sean just stated, he just pre-produces, and that's what you would love to have. Um, my, yeah, you, I mean, you would think that the three Steelers receivers would be valued pretty close together, um, but I picked up Deontay Johnson in the sixth round. Claypool, I feel like, didn't go too far after that, and then Juju falls all the way down to the ninth. So mm-hmm. Claypool yep, for my in the best fifth pick. round. Sorry. Fifth round. Yeah. I mean, they, again, that's one of the people, if you believe in him, that people think he's going to have a breakout season. So I guess Katie believes that. Mapletron. Mapletron. That was a good nickname. Um, (laughs) He's Canadian, if you didn't get the the reference. My best pick is Michael Thomas. Um, I think in the ninth round, the 907, Tanner got him. The reason why I love this pick is because he already has he already had three receivers in front of him and kind of already had his main all of his positions filled. So um I mean he's got Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, and Odell Beckham Jr. before him. So if Michael Thomas comes back earlier than they thought, um, which they're saying he's he's ahead of schedule, then to get a guy that was literally the wide receiver one a couple years ago. Um, obviously, it was with Drew Brees, so it's a little different. But to get that type of value in the ninth round um, is is crazy. So, what, the wide receiver probably 40-ish or so, or 35? 37. Wide receiver 37 off the board, and he – second half of the year, he could probably be a top 20 wide receiver. So – Good value yeah. since he can wait. Definitely upside there. Um, and, you know, if he felt good about his other receivers, then the middle rounds is kind of where you take those risky upside picks. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to the worst picks of rounds eight through 11. You want to go first, Connor? Or you want me to? I'd love to go first. I'm going to go back to Tanner. Um with Deshaun Watson that he got in the eighth round. I it's the worst it's the worst pick because I there's no way he plays this year. 
I mean, homeboy's playing safety in his own, in his in his camp. Not very um, good at it. Exactly, and then he gets hurt with quote unquote hurt with a foot sprain. He's not he's not going to play for the Texans this year. That's for sure. If he does get the legal stuff out, I would assume that he would be suspended for a minimum of six games. I mean, Tom Brady got suspended for six games for having some deflated balls. So, I I I, I just don't think he's going to play. Now that we're what three weeks away from the season starting, and he hasn't even practiced as the QB one on their team, um, I just don't think he's going to play. I think it's kind of a wasted pick, kind of like the Tim Tebow pick down the road. But we can talk about that. <laughs> you know, this guy thought he was going to make it unscathed through the uh, draft recap, but David, I'm coming at you. My worst pick between eight and eleven is picking Mike Gesicki as tight end 10 off the board in round eight at the fourth pick in round eight, picked him ahead of guys like Logan Thomas, uh, Tyler Higby, Irv Smith, uh, Troutman before Troutman got hurt. Just, I don't know what he likes about Kosicki. I guess it's the the whole white tight end thing. He's a big, big Ertz guy too. Um, but that that tastes gross, even in a tight end premium league. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I can't really add to that at all. You're correct. Sneaky values um, of rounds eight through 11. I have. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, Connor. With each other. Congratulations. I picked you. Sneaky value. QB 21 off the board at the 902. Connor takes Derek Carr. Um, I would say this is sneaky value mainly because I was going to pick him if you did not, um, but you got him in this format could be really good quarterback, uh, very accurate, uh, doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, just a solid quarterback that can rack up some points in this scoring format. Yeah. Based on my Scott fishbowl um, investigation and, and kind of uh, looking into who does the best and that Derek Carr kept on popping up off at the um, the more research I did. So I felt like I reached at 902, but then again, I, a run went right after I went. So I'm, I'm happy with it, especially you saying that you would have been taken anyways. Yeah. You forced me into the much more risky pick of Ryan Fitzpatrick directly it's after mag- it's magic. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, like I mentioned, I chose Sean for my sneaky value. Um, no, we don't like each other. This is just how the board went. Um, he picked, picked up Logan Thomas at the 10-10 as the tight end 14. Um, Logan Thomas, I believe – let me let me click on his name real quick. Last year was the, was the tight end three in PPR. Tight end three. Obviously inflated, had Alex Smith, had Dwayne Haskins, had Heineke, so he was a solid 6-6 safety net there for him. Um, but this was also his first like main year, solid year of getting all snaps at tight end. He was the quarterback, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Sean. Yep, in college. Um, and so this is seventh year out of college, but he's he's finally fully tight end. Um, and I mean, he got paid this offseason. And all the people that are smarter than me always say, follow the money when it comes to tight end and when it comes to targets. They normally target the people that they pay. Um, yeah, and, and I know. Gonna... 
I guess the downsides are Fitz Fitzmagic doesn't target tight ends, but even Fitzmagic is talking talking this guy up. I mean, who doesn't love a 6'6", 250-pound tight end running down the seam? And, and he's just an athlete. I mean, obviously, he was a quarterback, went to tight end, added some weight. Um, but, I mean, Sean's just going with the triple stack with McLaurin, oh, yeah. uh, Fitzbat, Fitzmagic, and Logan Thomas. So he's big. a big, big Washington football fit team fan. And, big uh, WFT he's, guy. He's, he's going to go as, as their team goes. Uh, hope it goes well. <laughs> Looking for that repeat. All right. The now we're the, the rest of the rounds are just come together. So 12 on. Um I'll start off with my best. I love this pick by Eamon of Jacoby Myers. Uh wide receiver 77. You heard that right. Uh, 77. Uh in the 17th round, 10th pick. Eamon got Jacoby Myers, the wide receiver for uh the Patriots and talk coming out of camp is that he is the wide receiver one and that he he's just a solid receiver. I mean, last year, um I I know I had him on my team, or I think I ended up trading him, I think for Justin Jefferson actually, but he, he's the second year out of out of uh out of college or I guess third year. And he's just a solid wide receiver and gonna be Cam's go-to guy and safety blanket. Um he didn't really play the first six weeks of last season. And then he had a couple of big games, but it, I mean, he averaged, he probably had eight or nine targets a game last year. And to get him as wide receiver 77 in the second to last round is, is great value. If you liked him that much, then why didn't you take him over AJ green? Because I like AJ green's offense better. Hmm debatable my best pick in the late rounds is our guy from the dc area now antonio getting amon ross st brown wide receiver 62 for the detroit lions he's looked good in the preseason could be a wide receiver one on that team behind hawkinson um i feel like a dart that late what can it hurt it's going to get some sort of volume yeah that's a hundred percent true. I, I love the volume. He's he's got a good chance to be up there in targets. I mean, close to a hundred targets, anyways. Wouldn't be surprising with the options. Maybe not close, but 80, 80 or seventy-five targets is huge for a, a rookie. And that's if Williams and Perriman stay healthy. So, for our worst picks, we have a few options here, but I think we all know what the real worst pick probably of the draft is. Um, and that goes to Tanner again at the 1206 selecting God's one and only Tim Tebow. I mean, I don't know. Is this, was this before or after he got released? I think this was before, maybe like the week okay. weekend before. So we'll at least give him that. But yeah, I mean, Tim Tebow, I mean, it's tight and premium, dude. Tight end premium. Can't he's help you him. if he's not on the team. Let's just say, let's just look. He picked Tim Tebow before Gerald Everett Yep. with Seattle. Um, Cole Komet, who a lot of people are liking. Oh, no. Yeah, Cole Komet, who people are liking in the in, in with the Bears. Blake Jarwin, who is supposed to be a, a 
uh, opened it up last year. I mean, yeah. Jared Cook, Pat Firemuth, Zach Ertz, Austin Hooper, O.J. Howard, Eric Ebron. I mean, Anthony Ferkser. <laughs> I mean, everyone besides uh, a trash pick in the 18th round by Sean. Uh, he should have gone for sure in front of all those people. My runner-up to Tim Tebow is Connor taking Tariq Cohen in the 18th round. I know it was the second-to-last pick of the draft, but the it guy's was not the healthy. Last, right. It was my last pick, and we have an IR spot. So if you want to right waste it the, on him, go for it, I guess. Okay, burn. <laughs> Yours is empty right now, probably. So I'm at least taking a, taking value, and there's a chance that he could come back and no, be decent. No value. Okay, that's fine. Then I'll cut him whenever he gets healthy. Not that big of a deal. Um, my worst value would be Kadarius Tony for David. Um, I just don't see any value whatsoever in this. People are saying he's not even he's been hurt. He hasn't really been playing at all with the in the. Um, in the off season and then practices, uh, not to mention he picked Kadarius Tony before Jacoby Myers, like I mentioned before, Brian Edwards, who people are talking raving about from the Raiders, Jamison Crowder. Um, I mean, really, just anybody. Yeah, not great. Tariq, he, he took he took Kadarius Tony before uh, Tariq Cohen. So, <clears throat> yeah. Sneaky value of the late rounds. Uh, I will go first. This one looks way better than it did two weeks ago when he took this guy in the 13th round. Cody took Jameis Winston as QB 32. Uh, I took Taysom Hill, I think, before that. Yep, but, three picks before him. You picked Taysom Hill. Um, idiot. What an what, idiot. Why do you even have a podcast? Man, I guess it was Dylan that took Taysom Hill. Oh, but, yeah. Sorry. Um Man, well, Dylan's it an looks idiot re- too. It looks really good now. Let's just say that. Yeah, I don't know why Dylan's such an idiot. It's really yeah. not that hard. Like Jameis is obviously the starter, um, eating those dubs. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> uh, my sneaky value is uh, Jared Cook. Yep. Um, he is now for at, with the Chargers. Um, there's good. Herbert had a good. Uh, Chemistry with Hunter Henry last year and just having that safety blanket um, and letting Keenan Allen get further down the field and Mike Mike Williams. And coming out of camp and saying that Jared Cook is going to be doing pretty good or is doing pretty good and is already his kind of safety blanket other than Austin Eckler. Um, so this is sneaky value, in especially in a tight end premium, and he pairs it up with TJ Hawkinson, uh, Hunter does. So, um, yeah. Definitely double up on maybe get some flex value out of Jared Cook this year. Well, that is the best, worst, and sneaky value picks of four different segments of the redraft draft. Happened a couple weeks ago. We are now, I guess, like two weeks away from the start of the NFL season. Uh, We'll come back in a week or two and do a week one preview. Connor, let's look at these fantasy pro draft rankings real quick. Yep, so this is just uh, part of Fantasy Pro software. It brings in your whole league and kind of uh, ranks the draft. So this is just the draft, not the actual season going forward and how people did 
First was no diggity, no doubt, which is Cody. Second is repeat stashies, which Ooh. I think he needs to change his name because he did not have a stash. Um, Sean, what's number three? The draft is a mindset, by the way. Uh, tiptoeing to the ship. Which Sean just had no idea. Tiptoeing to the ship. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Grandpa Sean could not figure that out whenever that name was changed. (laughs) Um, I came in. That's Dylan, I believe, right? I think so. Um, So check me on that. Yeah, that's Dylan. I came in in fourth as uh, Los Vegas Packers. Uh, CD's nuts. Uh, came in. No, fifth. I don't. I don't see them. <laughs> uh, and then Sean's two-inch Dak, uh, not his team, but the two-inch Dak came in six in sixth on the ranking. <laughs> we are brutal <laughs> on names this year. <laughs> Who is this? Uh, two a girl. This, this is Antonio. <laughs> Antonio's in seventh. Uh, Amen is in got eighth. Uh, Will, your best friend, came in ninth. Ouch. Um, Katie came in tenth. David um, came in eleventh, and then last, uh, Tim Tebow. Himself, I mean Tanner himself, uh, with a seventy-six overall score. Yeah. Um, so I mean, again, those are just generic rankings, kind of ranking each position and where you rank within the league. Uh, so if you're first in your in your QBs in the league or fifth, they'll change what your ranking is there. But we'll we'll have these going throughout the season and kind of give you an update on where those are uh, throughout. That's all we got for tonight for the redraft re redraft draft recap. <laughs> Signing off. I'm Sean, your reigning champion. Have a good night or day. See you all.